0: Thank you for checking out the Faith City Church Podcast. We believe that you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, good morning. It's so good to be here this morning with y'all. I don't know what it is. Jake came up last week and I'm saying y'all now. That does not even make sense. Jake's from Kentucky, by the way. How many enjoyed Jake last week? Wasn't it awesome? Good guy. Uh, he and I—if you—I don't really advertise this ever, but um, I have a YouTube channel under the name Andrew Scott with one T, and I just like to do inspirational vlogging and, and just things to bring people to a greater sense of a purpose and who they are. Um, so maybe some of you have seen that, but it's really cool. While he was in here, while he was here in town last week, uh, we actually shot a vlog together, and so I'm editing that now, and hopefully that'll be up within the next week. And it was really good. We talk about negativity especially in social media, how do you deal with that? It's really good. So some of us are like, uh, just wipe out your Facebook account. Yep, that's one way. Absolutely, then you don't see the negativity. But there are other ways as well, because I think that we should be a light to this world. And a light isn't someone who holds up a picket sign. It isn't someone who argues with the comment across the nation. It's someone who shows grace and love and has empathy and brings peace. How many know Jesus was a peacemaker? He brought peace. Do you know one of his, his names is Prince of Peace? Yeah. That, that's pretty cool, right? So if the Prince of Peace resides in you, I think we should have some peace, right? Say peace. How many have ever heard of Proverbs in the Bible? How many know that's in the Old Testament? It's about halfway through. Well, in the book of Proverbs, verse, chapter three, verses five through six, it says this, now listen closely. It says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Say that with me. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. That means with everything you are, your mind, your will, your emotions, everything you are to trust God. But look at this. He says, don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Say, keep me on track. I mean, you know, sometimes we need someone to keep us on track. But, but here's the thing we need to allow him to do that. And that comes down to two words total trust. So I want to talk about this morning. What does it mean to have total trust when it comes to God? Now listen, kids, the adults heard this story before, but listen to this story. So, Pastor Andy, when I was about eight years old, how many eight-year-olds do we have here? Any eight-year-olds? Are you eight? Listen this morning, i got a cool story, you got to hear this. I don't know if you heard this one, because we tell stories all the time. So my parents took us to a place called Cedar Point. Anyone ever been to Cedar Point? Yeah. I haven't been there in like forever. They have like these huge roller coasters and all these swings that you eat and then you go on these and then you... Well, anyway, we won't go there. But anyway, so uh, there was this, this roller coaster, and I'd never been on a roller coaster before. And my parents said, come on, let's go on this roller coaster. Now, the name of the roller coaster is the Mine Ride. Have you ever ridden the Mine Ride? It's really like, it's just a cheap little roller coaster. It's not a big deal, right? But I was eight. I had never been on a roller coaster before. So I remember standing in line and, and, I, and I was you know right there in front of my dad and I kept looking at my dad like, are you sure? And my brother Jason was with us as well. And I'm like, I, I don't know about this dad. He's like, listen, son, do you trust me? I'm like, yeah. He goes, it's going to be fine. You're going to be okay. It's all right. Now, again, the mine ride, small roller coaster, but I'm eight. So we get in and you ever get into the roller coaster and as soon as that little thing goes, you go, crap, what did I just do? Right, you ever been there? Like, like, you're stuck now. I can't get out. Anxiety, claustrophobia at all. I mean, it just starts to happen, right? Well, we, we, we head out on the ride and we start going up. Click, 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 click. Remember that sound? Yes, you're all with me right now. Close your eyes. Imagine you're in it right now. But we're going up the roller coaster, that first hill. And how many know that as you click up, as you go over, the force of, that, of gravity pulls you down. Now, again, it's just a mine ride, but I'm eight years old. i would never been on a roller coaster. I remember going over the top of this, coming down towards, there was like a lake or something. It seemed like Lake Michigan to me, but it was really just a pond right at the bottom. And I swear to you, as we were coming down at G-Force, I swear, I thought we were going off the tracks. We we're going in. I went all the way down. I was going, Jesus, Jesus. I wasn't cussing. I was praying. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Help me. Jesus, Jesus. And my parents were laughing. Now, I know why they were laughing, because I was going to be okay. But I didn't think I was going to be okay. I swear to you, I felt like I was rising up and going to fly out of this thing. I just, I knew I was not going to live. We finally got through the mine ride, and I was okay at the end. But see, there was there was a trust issue there. Because my dad was saying, you're going to be fine, but it didn't feel fine at all. How many have been there in life? See, we're in this this place now, I believe, more than ever, where let me say it this way, we live in a very suspicious, or we could say mistrusting time. Just look around you. People become unsure of others' motivations, become unsure of their intentions, and so there's this mistrust. There's, what we see going on is betrayal and and greed and corruption, and they've made many of us question everything that we've held dear. So, What do we do? We question government. We question bosses. We question, kids listen, parents. It happens because there's this mistrust and we're not sure who we can trust. Sometimes we just question people in general. Have you ever felt this way? We then find it hard to actually trust God. And and so this morning I want us to talk about this idea of total trust and more specifically, total trust when it comes to God, who Jesus introduced us to as a heavenly father. He's a father. And I just think that's beautiful to think of God as a parent, right? I mean, I mean, parents love us, um, you know, supposedly unconditionally most of the time. You know, they care for us, they feed us, they clothe us, they discipline us, which should always be training us for our future, not punishment for the past. How, how many know as parents, we don't always get it right? Both hands up on that for me. And so I haven't always been the best model or uh, demonstration of the love of God, but I try my best and I'm, I'm getting better at apologies and saying I'm sorry. You know, Dad shouldn't have said it like that. I shouldn't have raised my voice like that. I, I was angry about this or that. And so I really try to do that so I can keep their heart. It's all about keeping their heart. But the thing about our Heavenly Father is he's a perfect father, he's a good, good father. I do like that song, but I think we should change it to great, great at least, right? He's a great, great father. But I think sometimes because of the atmosphere right now of mistrust, we have a tendency to not trust God. Now, how many know this, that the Bible has many different versions of the Bible? Did you guys know this? Kids, did you know that there's different versions of the Bible? There's like King James, New King James, the mirror, the messages, all these versions. I was thinking about this when I was kind of putting this this message together, and I thought about this. It's kind of like remixes. How many have a favorite song? Kids, what's your favorite song right now? Go. You don't know. Favorite song? The The get up? The get up. You got all the moves, don't you? Last week when uh, Jake and Michelle were here, he was teaching Michelle the whole dance. Anyway, I didn't even, I didn't even attempt it, right? But let me ask you this. In the, in the song Get Up, is there more than one version? Aiden, is there more than one version? Yeah. How many versions are there? Like 16? So they call them remixes, right? So here's, th- how many? 30. 30, oh my gosh. Any other favorite songs? Any kids? It's okay. Answer me. Any kids? Favorite song? You got it. Come on, Ray. You have to have a favorite song. <coughs> Achy Breaky Heart. <laughs> <laughs> God's Country. Blake Shelton. Now, are there remixes of that? Uh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but here, see, I look at the Bible and I see versions almost as remixes because what's a remix? It's the same lyrics. It's the same theme. It's the same ideas, but it's a little different beat. They might add some loops or some, you know, some sequences to it or some synth sounds and stuff. But see, that's how these versions are. People see it, a little, they draw maybe a little bit different picture for the same theme. And that's what I love about the remixes. So from now on, you can't say different versions of the Bible. You have to say different remixes. Say, what remix do you like the best? <laughs> Isn't that cool? I came up with it myself. Different versions, but the same theme or subject, right? So look back at Proverbs 3, Verses five and six. This is the New King James Version. The original one we read was out of the message. It says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Say all your heart. So we're to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on your own understanding. Look at this in verse six. In all your ways, do what? Acknowledge him and what will happen? He shall, I like that, not will, he shall. He shall direct your paths. Now this word trust is English, right? Is the word trust English? Anybody? Do you know that originally this was written in Hebrew? How many know what Hebrew is? It's a different language. In Hebrew, thousands and thousands of years ago, this word in Hebrew, listen to this, is the word batach. Say that with me, kids. Batach. Come on, say it again, batach. Okay, no spitting in the sanctuary, please. But think about that, batach, it's trust. And it means this, bold, secure, confident, and catch this, to feel safe. That's the Hebrew word. God is saying, I want you to be bold and confident and secure. In fact, I want you to feel safe with me. That is so cool. So he says, feel safe with me with all your heart. And he says, and lean not on your own understanding. That word lean in the Hebrew means to recline or lean against. So imagine this. How many kids love to snuggle with daddy or mommy? Do you have a favorite chair or area of the couch where daddy will sit? Yep, come on, Ray, I know. And you'll crawl up there and you'll snuggle and you feel safe and you feel secure. See, what, what the writer's telling us is, listen, that safety and that security, let's have that with the Lord, not based on our own understanding. Because for some of us, we lean against, we recline into what we think we know, but guess what? How many know that we don't know it all? And then he says to, to not lean or recline in, in, um, against this, this knowledge in all your ways. In other words, that means life's journey and path. He's saying, listen. Don't recline into or rest into your understanding for the way of life. Recline into God's understanding. Trust him. Be confident in him. Be safe. Feel safe with him. And then what happens? He will direct, or that actually means straighten or smooth. You ever been on a bumpy road and then somebody smooths it out? Yeah, we're in Michigan. You're like, dude, of course, right? But but isn't it nice when they go through and they repair it and it's good for like two and a half months? Isn't that nice? But see, he smooths the path out. Now, now let me let me say something here. Because some people they think if I pray a prayer and I make Jesus the Lord of my life, I'll never have another problem. Anyone here never have another 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 problem? Right. But it says he will smooth out. He will be there. You can feel safe on what your path or your way of living because he's there. Now, I was thinking about this. How many have ever gotten a gift? How many have have, um, had mom or dad get them a gift, like a birthday gift or, you know, Santa brings you stuff at Christmas, I get it, but sometimes I want to bless my kids too, so I'll get them a gift as well. And so, you know, I get this gift. Now, how many have ever gotten a gift from mom or dad and it had to be put together, All the dads right here should be going, oh, my God. Now, how many know they come with instructions? Most of the guys are like, are you kidding me? They do. But see, I'm melancholy. That's just how I am. So I'm reading instructions. I want to go through. I want to see exactly what needs to be done. But there's been times where I've literally been putting something together, and now I'm going to step four. And when I go to step four, it's not fitting right. Right? And I'll look back, I'm like, wait a minute. So then I noticed, like, right around step two or step three, instead of putting something this way, I put it that way. It was backwards or it was upside down. I didn't realize it. I'm reading the instructions. They're right in front of me, and I put it on backwards or upside down. How many dads have been there? And you're like, oh, man, i got to pull the thing apart now and I'll redo it. Or just try to redo it, right? You ever done that? It's, it's moving, Dad. It's fine. It's fine. It won't fall apart. It's good. Now imagine this, imagine if the creator, the person who made that toy, who developed that toy, who engineered it, imagine if they were sitting there with you while you're putting it together. Instructions in front of you, you go to step two, you begin to put that piece in and they go, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Nope, you've got it backwards. Nope, it's it's upside down. Oh, thank you. How did you know that? Because I created it. See, that's how the Lord is with us. Sometimes we go through life in our own understanding. I'm like, I even got instructions. I mean, people are telling me what to do. And then you go that way, and it's like, wait, wait, the Lord says, You know what? I created you. I know you better than you know yourself. If you trust me, if you lean into me, if you feel safe with me, if you develop relationship with me, I'll show you exactly who you are and how you function. Isn't that cool? So this, this isn't a proverb to threaten this, like, you better or, or else. Because sometimes you could read it and say, if you do this, then the Lord will direct your past. No, here's the thing. He's always there and willing to direct, but we have to be open and available. We have to believe that it's true. We have to truly trust him, total trust in every area. And when we do, guess what? He's able to direct our past because we're listening, we're open, we're watching. Isn't that cool? So, if the creator or builder were there with the toy, they would know exactly how it goes together. And all he's saying is this You can trust me. You can trust me. You know, Jesus was asked this question. They said, Jesus, what is the work of the Father? What is it that we're supposed to do? And Jesus, you already beat me to the punch, but Jesus gave him two words only believe. In other words, trust in the Lord and don't lean on your own understanding. Isn't that cool? So it's not a threat. It's a promise. He promises us if you open yourself up to this, guess what? You can glean the benefits. You can benefit from what I've already provided. Now, there's another Old Testament scripture. It's in the book of Numbers. Isn't that kind of cool? A book called Numbers? It's Numbers 23, 19. And it says this, God is not man. One given to lies. Another translation says, God is not like man, he does not lie. And look at this, and not a son of man changing his mind. In other words, he doesn't change his mind. If he gives his word, he sticks to it. Does he speak and not do what he says? Does he promise and not come through? Well, the answer is no. That was an easy one, right, Bruce? The answer is no. He always comes through. Now, sometimes in life... I don't want to fool you. I don't want you to get this false idea. Sometimes life doesn't hand us the best stuff. The circumstances, I mean, how many even at a young age have already gone through stuff? Like you went to school, you thought that person was your friend, then you found out they were talking about you, they're making fun of you, and your whole world's falling apart. That happened to me last week. But see, as you grow older, there's other issues. Things happen, things come up. But know this, God is not the author of disaster. He's the one who's there with you. He's bringing you through those things. He's trying to smooth the path for you and give you the knowledge you need to get through those situations. How many want to do an object lesson? Any volunteers? Pete? Ray? Yeah. Let's see, who else? We got any other kids here today? Noah? Uh, how old are you, Noah? Seven? Seven? Okay, come on up. Devin, come on up, brother. Oh, you said 17. All right, sorry, bro. Um, one of my sons. Ethan. He's right there. Yeah, he's working his way up here with the swagger. Look at that swagger. Ba-bum, ba-bum, ba No, Ray, do you trust me? Do you trust your daddy? Okay, we're going to do something really cool here. If you've never seen this before, have you ever heard of a trust fall? Yes. You have. Have you ever done them? No? Okay, it's really cool. What you're going to do is I want you to step forward. just a little. Let's go to the middle. Let's totally embarrass you. Get right to the middle. Okay, now I want you to do this. I want you to put both hands like this. So there's going to be no way that you can stabilize or support yourself. Okay, now here, here's the thing. We're going to go one, two, three. And on three, you're going to just not look back. you got to look forward. Now, Daddy's there. Do you trust Daddy? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's going to happen? We're going to go one, two, three, and you're going to just fall back. Just fall straight back. This is total trust. Ready? You guys want to count with me? Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> All right. Little mistrust. Let's do it one more time. Look it, look it. Look it. He's my best buddy. You can trust him. I'm telling you right now. He's an awesome dude. He's genuine. He's real. Ready? We're going to do it again. Ready? Just fall straight back. One, two, three. Wow! That was awesome. Okay, we're gonna do this together. Actually, Devin, should they be catching us? Because we, they're gonna fall down. We're gonna blow a knee or a back out and be like, "Praise the Lord!" All right, all right. So we're gonna to count to three, and want you guys, guys, guys. Okay, listen. Don't. Don't fall hard. Does that make sense? Fall as light as you can. OK, ready. Do you trust us? Do you really trust us? Do you trust Daddy? You trust Daddy. Okay, ready? One, two, three. What? Wow. You're on your own, buddy. One, two, three. Nice. Aiden, did you want to get one in? You want to press fall once? Okay, come on. You're sanguine. You don't want to feel left out. Ready? One, two, three. Boom. Yeah. That wasn't even planned. Ethan, that was awesome. You're just like your dad. You just have to mess everything up. That's awesome. And I love it. Bubba, do you want to do it, buddy? Two. Yeah. Do you want to catch me, buddy? <laughs> I don't want you to feel left out, son. Okay. Here's the thing about the trust fall. You could only really do that if you completely trusted that your parent would be there, that they would catch you. And so the writer of Proverbs is trying to tell us something. He's like, listen, can you, get, can you wrap your, your head, your mind around this idea that no matter what... That no matter what, you can be secure, you can feel safe, you can be confident in the Father's love towards you. No matter what situation, even if you've done the worst thing you've ever done in your life, his love never fails. Scriptures tell us his love never fails. You can never go too far away. Why? Because he's always there. In fact, the writer of Hebrews, he put it like this. Jesus said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. I'm not going anywhere. Even when you think you've gone way too far, guess what? He's right there, right on your shoulder. I'm here. Not to bring guilt and shame and condemnation. To do one thing, remind you of who you are and whose you are. Does that make sense? Some of us think that God's got a chip on his shoulder And he's just angry and he's got issues all the time No, the truth is He wants you to discover your true identity in him You are made in the image and the likeness of God When you read the creation story This beautiful poem And it says that man How many know that the word Adam is not It's not a proper name It literally means human in Hebrew So the story has shown us that humanity was made in the image and likeness of God. In other words, we display who God is. See, that's why when, how many remember Moses and the Ten Commandments? Do you remember the Ten Commandments? And it says to make no graven images. It says to not speak the name of the Lord God in vain. And so now we come with this thing like if you say GD, that's what it is. But that's, the Hebrews didn't know what that meant. What it's saying is, listen, we don't, I, as, as God, I don't need you to carve images out because you're my image. Wow. He was reminding them, in the tank, he was like, hey, no, you stop that. Because back in the day, the only image, tangible image, To serve the gods, whether it was Marduk or uh, Moloch or Baal, any of those gods, they had to make statues and they carved things out of wood and they put them on and go, Oh, that's our God, that's our God. And what God was saying is, no, 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 no. You don't have to make these images out of stone and wood, because you are my image. Everywhere you go, I go. And by the way, don't take my name in vain. In other words, Display fully who I am. Because if you shortchange it, that's taking my name in vain. You bear my name. Isn't that cool? So think about that. Your image bears of God, the creator of the universe. This universe just keeps expanding and moving. It's beautiful. He created that, but he's saying, you are made in my image. I crown you with a specialness that no other part of creation has. And then he asks us one thing. Will you trust me? Isn't that awesome? Will you trust me? And see, the problem is when we're not certain, uncertainty is a faith killer. It's a trust killer. If you're uncertain about whether God will uh, abandon you or, or fail you or not, how can you trust him? And if this issue isn't settled, in your heart, some of us, I've been here, you just lie awake at night wondering whether you're good enough whether you'll measure up, whether you've done enough to impress him. Let me tell you something. You don't have to impress God. He's already impressed with you. How do I know? Because I'm a father. When I look at my kids, I'm impressed. Yeah, but they just did something wrong. Yep, but they're made my image and likeness and I'm impressed with them. I don't love them because of what they do. I love them because of who they are. Seeing it's my love for them. And that's that's where I'm working, right? To really display that unconditional love, that, that true love toward them. The more they know they're love, the more they'll make better decisions based on what I'm telling them because they will trust me. And so the father's saying the same thing I'm a good father, but do you trust me? Do you rely on me? Are you confident? Are you bold? Do you feel safe with me? Isn't that awesome? That word, he says, acknowledge me in all your ways. That word in the Hebrew, it's absolutely beautiful. It speaks of intimate relationship, of truly knowing. And how many know you can only truly know somebody if you spend time with them? And so that's why it's important to talk to God. We call it prayer. That's why it's important to read the scriptures, right? Because it's pointing us to Jesus, who then points us to the Father and who He really is. It's awesome. The writer of Hebrews tells us this as well. He says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. So I want to speak to everyone here today, not just the kids, but also the adults. If you're facing a challenge right now, if life seems a little bit hard, I want you to know that you have a standing invitation from Heavenly Father to come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help you In your time of need. Now, that phrase, help in time of need, what does it mean? It means that you have past tense, already done, finished work. You have healing when you are sick, physically, emotionally, in your soul, whatever that is, it's there. It means that you have provision when you don't seem to have enough, when there's lack in your life. It means you have restoration when your relationship with, say, a friend or loved one or a significant other breaks down. You have favor, even if the boss comes and says, we're downsizing, I'm not sure if your job's gonna be here anymore. See, you have favor, restoration, healing, goodness, peace, grace, it's all yours. Can I get one amen? So really, as we wrap up this morning, I want us to think about this idea. Of trust, Do we have total trust in our heavenly father? Do we, are we at this place where we're beginning to know him so intimately and so closely that we actually feel safe? That we're secure? That there's no walls, there's no separation. He's there, he loves us, he cares. And all he's saying is, will you trust me? Do you believe? Again, Jesus said there's only one thing we need to do. Only believe. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't God awesome? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to not just look into the scriptures, but to really hear your heart through the Holy Spirit. On your love toward us, on your grace toward us. I pray this morning that all of us, no matter what age we are, that we're really honing in, we're clicking into this idea that you truly love us and that you're not going anywhere. You, you promised you will never leave us, you will never forsake us. And so I pray for people here today who maybe struggle with that because they feel like maybe they their being is a sum total of everything they've done. I pray this morning that we can Put that beneath us. That's, that's been taken care of. It's been washed away. It's a done deal. There's no separation. Sin is not an issue. The only issue you have with sin is when we get into it, Father, it hurts us. And none of us as parents want to see our kids go through hurt and turmoil and trial. So we thank you for your love for us. Let's say this with me. Heavenly Father, Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love toward me. Today, I choose to trust you, to rely on you, to have confidence in you. I want to feel safe with you. And I know that you desire the same thing. We thank you for salvation. It's preservation, safety, deliverance, healing, restoration. That's that's the literal meaning of salvation. We thank you. Those things were provided because you wanted to provide those for us. And so all we do is we trust and believe, and then we get to say a lot of wows and thank yous because you're so good to us. Thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen.